on the next episode of Sip Suds and Smokes. For today's segment, drum roll, please. Yeah, I don't have a drum. We roll. are talking. <laughs> about, There's no drum roll on my board. We are going to be discussing the PCA, which was an event in Vegas. The the five, not four, but the five of us went to. It stands for Premier Cigar Associations, and it is basically our trade show in our mecca. PCA is a once-a-year event where most cigar manufacturers and gypsy brands post up, and we get to preview new products and special releases. Sadly, though, this event was for industry people only. We had a great time talking to brands and trying cigars for four days in Vegas with shop members, PCA members, manufacturers. So strap in and hang on tight. We have a lot to go over today in this extended episode. We'll be right back after this break. live from the dude in the basement studios why because that's where the good stuff is it sips suds and smokes with your smoke and host the good old boys Got a light? It's time for Smokes. Welcome to the Smokes episode, folks, where everything life is good is worth discussing. I'd like to introduce our host, and we have a new host with us today. I'd like to, we got good old boy Mike with us. Uh, yeah, I'm here again. I think it sucks. I think that sucks. <laughs> I think it sucks. We got good old boy Justin. Good morning. We got good old boy Nate. Why, hello there. And then we got a new member, good old boy Benjamin. Thanks for the applause. Uh, Long time listener, first time caller, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so tell me about your life. (laughs) We don't have that kind of time. That's right. Well, as you know, we're the best thing on at 2 a.m. right before Small Spaces, host of Andre the Giant. And just after those infomercials of stuff that never works. Infomercials. It's a hard word to say sometimes. As you we know, interrupt this program to annoy you and make things generally irritating. That's right. That's right. As you know, I hope you know, our smoke segments are all about cigars and, well, anything that's smoked. Sometimes. For today's segment, drum roll, please. Yeah, I don't have a drum we roll. We are talking <laughs> about... There's no drum the, roll on my board. We are going <laughs> to be discussing the PCA, which was an event in Vegas... The, the five, not four, but the five of us went to. It stands for Premier Cigar Associations. And it is basically our trade show in our Mecca. And it happens once a year. So what I got here is PCA is a once a year event where most cigar manufacturers and gypsy brands post up and we get to preview new products and special releases. Sadly, though, this event was for industry people only. And that was actually not a bad thing, I think. We had a great time... Mm. 
Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I'm used to it. We had a great time talking to brands and trying cigars for four days in Vegas with shop PCA member with shop members, PCA members, manufacturers. It was very informative and all around a great time was had by all. So strap in and hang on tight. We have a lot to go over today in this extended episode. But don't worry, if you miss anything, you can download the full episode from where? Uh, anywhere online. Just uh, say, play podcast, sip Southern Smokes in any phone, and we're right there. Boom. Now, just before we dive into the shallow end of the pool, remember, if you're a cigar newbie, fret not. We got you covered on our Cigar 101 episode, where all of this cigar speak will be decoded. Just search Sip, Suds, and Smoke Cigar 101, and that episode should pop right up and follow the link in our show notes. So this today, is a complete waste of time. Yeah, it was. <laughs> you know. So today, well, good not, old boy Benjamin. Well, it was a good episode. Yeah, it was a great episode, actually. Uh, good old boy Benjamin is going to get the honors of reading our smokes ratings today. Oh, I feel so fortunate and blessed. Uh, Are so, you feeling lucky? Well, do you? Punk? Oh. We'll be smoking and discussing these cigars and uh, rating them with the Subsides and Smokes rating. Uh, and they're a scale of one through three. So rating number one is this sucked even before it was lit. <laughs> <laughs> if it gets a two, I would smoke this again. There you go. <laughs> Not bad. And the coup de gras, the rating number three. Where are they? I need a box. Well, there you go. I don't. I could not have carried a box home of anything. My my suitcase, all of our suitcases were so stuffed. We actually bought luggage yeah, to bring we, cigars back. We couldn't bring it was Christmas in July. Back. I couldn't have snuck a fart back. <laughs> nah. Yeah. All right, fellas. So let's dive in. Today's episode is going to go a bit differently. I tasked all who went with us to PCA trade show to pick four cigars. That they smoked and or stood out the most to them. And away we go. All right. Good old boy, Nate, you're up first. Take it away. All right. So um, my four, first off, just kind of glancing over um, Freud Cigars, their Sigmund. It's a limited edition. This is the former master blender of Davidoff. This whole blend is undisclosed, but it was an incredible treat. It was expensive, but it is, it is the whole seven inches was perfect. I had one somewhere. Couldn't find it. Yeah. Um, and then next, I also really enjoyed Placencia's 151. Now, Placencia's had their whole Cosecha line that usually features tobacco from Honduras and Nicaragua together. The 151 is actually now a Honduran Puro. It's the brand new one that's coming out. I really loved it. It did not taste like all all um, Honduran to me. It was like had very deep complexity, very deep richness to it. Now, is that the one in the green octagon box? No, no. So, which one was that? This one. They had a black and yellow band on okay. it for this year, but it's it's gonna be black and gold because they're all that whole series has like metallic looking parts to the band. But, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, so it was the black and gold one. So. Um, yeah, that was incredible, but I really want to talk in depth about, uh, the Cavalier Domaine Rouge. Um, well, let's, uh, what did you rate your Sigmund oh, yes. Freud and your Palencia? Yes. And Sig- I had both of those as well. You did. Okay, yeah. cool. So, yeah. what do you think of the Freud? So, so the Freud to me was a three. And if I had really? money, I, I mean, I sat back and enjoyed the whole thing. It is a $42 retail smoke. 
but I, I loved every minute of it. Well, and, and I think that that price point was the thing that kept on creeping in my head, you know, that they were like, oh, this is a $40 cigars. So it's amazing, you know, and they had a lot of their rollers, you know, right there at their booth playing dominoes. And it was really, you know, it was a very cool you know, yeah. presentation. But I don't know. I think that my... There was just something that went off in my head when he said, this is a $40 cigar. Yeah, no, and I totally And I was that. like, hmm, I don't know about this. I remember know? watching you smoke it in the Rocky Patel booth <laughs> when we were sitting there. Uh-huh. And it, I, I swear he pulled a monocle out of his jacket. <laughs> it's a big cigar. And asked me about my mother. Yeah. I, I will say that the thing for me that was different about it was I'm so used to that typical Davidoff flavor. And so I expected something to come of the same at, from their former master blender. And it was just completely different than anything Davidoff's ever that done. Davidoff's got that kind of like oaky, dusty, been sitting on Very a shelf hay, for 10 years yeah. kind of kind of t- taste to them so i smoked that freud the other day i've got 42 dollars for that cigar all day long uh it was it was big oily like wow, this was i feel left out dude, this was a smooth sip yeah of delicious smoke 100 percent um mm. I, I would i would definitely concur on the three there mm. i well, think the freud had a tough draw but it was packed with a lot of flavor can you do push-ups for your lungs, Justin? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I need, I, need, I need a stronger mouth. I, I'm going to say That's what that she said. I really think this was a twenty-dollar <laughs> stick that was stuck in a forty-dollar bag. Is what I thought Oof. at the end of the day. And I, yeah, and I, I think that it was. I almost wanted him to leave the whole discussion of the price point out of it, so that I could just let the cigar stand of its own and not let that value proposition kind of creep in you know to a lot of the you know uh pre you know preordained element of how good is a 42 dollars you know cigar going to be so i think that's where i wound up going i'm sorry but i've had i've had you know 15 dollars sticks you know 10 dollars sticks that i thought were twice as good you know as the freud so Listen, um, I would say that it falls in that category. If you want to buy something special, it's a great gift cigar. You know, they're all Churchill, uh, you know, size. I don't think they even offered them in anything no, else. No, it's yeah. one, it size. one size. Yeah. So um, buy them for gifts. They're great, you know, uh, bachelor party gifts or wedding gifts. For your um, lawyers. Yep, absolutely. I guess I was going to say. I'll take half. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> I'll that, take a third. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that. For our, I can't. I guess I can't use that in our like forty dollar nut blind. Y'all know, no, we'll know exactly what that is when you see <laughs> yeah, it. That's if we have a forty dollar, oh come blind. on. <laughs> well, uh, I'm gonna. I guess I'm gonna summarize our smokes rating. Then it's gonna be. Yeah, we'll go with a three, we'll three on that. It's gonna be a three, even though. Good job, Freud. Yep, I've said my piece. What I have. About so your so. placentia. What was your rating on that? So that for me would be a two. Wow. Really? So I smoked this as well. Yeah, and this was absolutely my favorite cigar out of all the cigars that I smoked, including the ones I picked. Um, I thought this was really great. And on the other Placentia, uh, you know, that we had earlier on a different episode, I did not like their filler in that particular cigar. Yeah. But I loved this. Um, in fact, it had my highest rating, very high quality, nice burn line, uh, feels great in the hand. It's very complex flavor, uh, leather, wood, um, roast. Um, yeah, I just, uh, 
I thought it actually paired very well with the cocktail uh, that I've been making a lot of lately, which is the I last I bet there's word. gin in it. It's the, it ke- it's the it's Kettle it's One it's Botanicals. T- oh, my no, God. No, it's the Kettle One Botanical oh, from Tonic. I will kettle say. Kettle One Grapefruit. Come on. And Rose. <laughs> I will say the only 151 I smoked was during one of the seminars that I think you guys had just came into. But So I will say that it wasn't in a in a moment like at home where I could have a cocktail. And I loved it. I just think it wasn't fully there yet for me. Hmm. Well, I think that's one of the only uh, cigars that I that I didn't actually get to smoke at the show. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. was was the one fifty one. But I'm a I'm a Placencia fan. That one forty six and the one forty nine uh, are something that are kind of go tos for me. Anytime I'm in a humidor, kind of yeah. looking around, can't make up my mind. Those are definitely things. I that like I, their I white label, up. the little uh, um, Perfecto Torpedo. Yeah, that little guy's great. The original. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Placencia did a very good job with this one. It has had a lot of flavor. It never went out on me. Uh, I guess we're going to have to give it a two because uh, that's all right. <laughs> Sounds good to next, me. Next time, make us some cocktails. We'll bring that cigar and then we'll make maybe, know. maybe have it. Maybe the, maybe the cocktail elevated the cigar. I mean, that definitely could have happened. So it's what possible. Else, what else you got there, Nate, real quick? So I, I really want to talk the most about the uh, Cavalier Inner Circle Domaine Rouge. So Cavalier is a brand that originated out of Geneva, Switzerland. He's uh, wearing the Cavalier. I know yeah, I am wearing he's, a shirt. <laughs> a sucker for branding. I know. Here. It's a free shirt. But so basically, <laughs> it is essentially a brand that is made up of a husband, wife, and a friend. This cigar is one that they have started making out of their own factory. And it is one of their first cigars to use a Honduran wrapper leaf. And when we get back, we'll finish talking about it. Rolling clouds and crashing surf Iridescent dunes reflecting By the light of a rising glowing moon Seashore mesmerizing Night breeze hypnotizing We've come across these back roads none too soon Look to the left, to the right Keep your eyes on the road, my darling Wondering if we're only passing through Open roads and open windows My hand is yours forever, sweet love Yeah, so my my favorite um, of the show was really the Domaine Rouge from Cavalier. Um, and if you don't know anything about Cavalier, Cavalier is a brand that um, basically started originally out of Geneva, Switzerland, um, but then really got their notoriety for um, growing tobacco in Honduras. And so in the past couple of years, they've actually started their own factory with um, their, it was a husband and wife and then their friend, Brian. And honestly, they're just truly good people. So their, their new line that's come out in the past couple of years, Inner Circle, um, really just features what the specialty of their factory and what they can do. And so this one, uh, Sebastian came out with in honor of his father. 
father because his dad and him always loved wine and collecting wine. And so um, to me, it's a really unique cigar for them, though, because it actually uses... Um, oh, this is part of their inner circle line, right? Yeah, this is part of the inner circle line. So the, the inner circle is actually one of the only ones you won't find the gold diamond on. I know everybody's like, what's the gold diamond? It's edible I, gold I smoke, leaf. Yeah, I smoke the uh, white. The uh, white. Yeah, the white series, which yep. has the gold. Yep. On it, yeah. So I you, did not lick the diamond off. Didn't you also <laughs> smoke uh, uh, the the first inner circle? Didn't I give you a blue one? It's a blue. No. Okay, somebody did. Maybe it was you. It was not me. So Maybe it was me. I smoked a few of them. So basically, the the, the, the cool part about this cigar is it's a lot of Honduran tobacco. So Hamanstron Valley Honduras uh, wrapper leaf over a Connecticut uh, seed Honduran grown binder. And then a Hamastron Valley and and also Jalapa Nicaraguan fillers. So it's got a lot going on, a lot of spice. But it just, I, to them, to me, they're all about family and heritage. And this cigar really shows it. Great packaging. I'll say I'm smoking this cigar He's smoking right, right now. now as we talk. And it is freaking awesome. Hmm. My preferred size is the Figurato. Should they call it that? It's in my opinion, it looks a little more torpedo-ish, but yeah, I would just set it as a torpedo. To me, this is a solid draw, great smoke. Yeah, it's the show stealer for me. Hmm. I'm definitely gonna give it a three. Nate's holding up three fingers, so there we go. So I got a chance to talk to Sebastian in length at this booth at PCA. Mm-hmm. That dude is such a solid character, man. Uh, he was talking to me about his father and oh yeah, about everything and what the and I got to try a couple other of their brands, uh, not brands, but a couple of their other lines. And then he handed me a Lancero, which is their event only cigar, and it's freaking. You know, Lanceros are my favorite. So yeah, so I mean, the cool part about them is like, so when they first came out on the scene, it's very seems very prestigious, especially with the whole Switzerland vibe and the horse. It's got a horse and the gold diamond. And then you meet Sebastian and his wife, and they're covered in tattoos. He's bald, big old beard. Really looks like a, a black metal, you know, He used uh, to listen Swiss to black dude. metal. No, we I know. talked, we talked about, about black it metal. Too. So that was pretty but cool. Yeah, so it's like he is, he's – it's not what you expect, but he's really – they built a great brand. And Brian, um, who's a lifelong industry person who came on board with them in the factory, I mean, they're – Honestly, I think that this brand is one that you're going to see big things of in the future and big things coming out of this factory. Yeah. They've already started making cigars for a lot of other other manufa- other brands as well. That's another one of those brands where I wasn't really familiar. I've seen them, obviously, in the, the Smokers humidor, but haven't picked them up yet. And then getting to actually uh, meet Sebastian uh, and listen to the, the passion literally just ooze out of him for the cigars that he makes – uh, definitely lit my fire, if you will, about checking out those smokes. But yeah, so I I, I am definitely looking forward to some good things out of Cavalier, and I am already a fan for sure. Including this Cavalier Lancero. Uh-oh. How you yeah, feel about that, Mark? Gonna, a little FOMO over gonna, there, No, I got one in my hand right here, buddy, but I'm not smoking it. I can't smoke too. Well, well I guess uh, I could double fist Let's here, rate but. up the, uh, the one that... Uh, Nate just talked about. We did. We rated oh, it oh, a three. three. Yes, I'm sorry. Where were you, Mike? <laughs> I was over here lighting the cigar. Oh, so yeah. Well, you just I keep was butchering my cut. Your I cigar. And I, I guess, you know, even kind of just talking about my experience at PCA. So I will say 
the the four of those guys had a little different experience than I did because they were there media more checking out the brands uh, for the podcast. I was there with the retailer I work for, and this is like the eighth or ninth one I've been to. So we have a little different experiences, but so it's he cool stayed to, in the, in the slot machines oh, pulling the levers. Yeah, and, but I went to bed earlier than I've ever done in a year. But, <laughs> that's right. That's right. I didn't win anything, but so for me it was it was a busy year. Because to me, it's going to the booths and it's not just, I don't get a chance to talk to the guys as much because for us, it's all about buying and deals and here's money. And so it's a little different. So for us, it's more on the spot. And you guys even probably came home with a lot more samples than I did because for me, we got the same amount of cigars, but like there's ones where there's certain brands where I got to light it up in the moment to be like, yes or no. And so, so one of the things I want to, I want to just let people know is that this is not only is this the trade show of event, this is the mecca for buying cigars for stores. So they get their deals and bundles and all that stuff that all the new releases that are coming out. So this is why this is a retailer event and it's not open to the public. Plus, you know, we, we, they, they take pride in, in having the, the legislation and having the, the, the lobbyists that, that are pushing for these cigar laws that we are fighting for. Yeah, I had a lot of conversation with a lot of the retailers, you know, at the show and uh, on a lot of topics. But, you know, part of that discussion that I had with many of them was when you're here, you know, buying at the PCA show itself, are you buying uh, the latest and greatest? Are you buying for the next quarter? Are you buying for, you know, a whole year? And it was a it was a very interesting you know response from several you know different retailers. I think probably the most common um, answer to that that I heard was a lot of them are there for the deals that are presented at PCA, and it is about sell, 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 and you know moving you know a tremendous amount of volume. And I think that's true on both sides of the coin. I think the salespeople that are there are are there specifically, you know, to move product, but, um, Oh, it was hard to get a conversation sometimes with some of the people because it's like every 30 minutes, it's like, I'm selling this. I have a meeting. I have, well, and I have- that's, and that's the other thing is like, for, for us, we set up a lot of our meetings. We had a whole schedule planned right. about a month in advance with our reps because if you want, and there's certain brands, you know, like we had to be at Tatawahe's booth first thing because all their limiteds every year yeah, will sell out they're the gone. first day. So even if your appointment's the next day, it doesn't matter. So that's why that's always our first stop is yeah. boom, get all the limiteds. We and got so, to talk to Pete for a little bit and it was a, it was really informative cool. talking to him. So being on the media side of that is yeah. a whole different experience yeah. We didn't schedule any appointments so because we didn't know what to expect. Yeah. So we just kind of neandered around. And if we saw people standing around, we talked no, to I them. I didn't neander, but. Well, you, you definitely <laughs> neandered. I've seen you walking. <laughs> I actually feel like I saw Mike like three times all weekend. but <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. 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 He was at the massage parlor. <laughs> well, the, Him uh, and Justin. <laughs> you know, so that discussion I thought was rather interesting because I really didn't hear um, you know, a lot of people, you know, trying to add things new, a lot of new products, you know, into their stores. It was all about margin, 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 you know? Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I really wonder if that really is the best venue, you know, to introduce a new product, because I, I just think that the, 
the agenda at hand for both those salespeople and the retailers. I just don't know that a new product really so can, I don't know can gain you guys, a lot of momentum. I don't know if you guys actually got to see any of the sales sheets and not giving too much insider. Sales in sheets? Sales. Oh. So, like, so the deals the and stuff. Sales? Yeah. But a lot oh, of that, so the way it works, and, and a lot of companies are smart with it, where you want the new product, you got to buy this package deal or you got to buy this certain amount of core line. And so, but they also incorporate it in and I, there probably is a good amount. Like bundling with whiskey. Well, no, yeah. I, I was, I was no, just going to jump you in need, on that of, yeah. side of it too. 30 right? cases of Jack Daniels. No, the, exactly right. You know, the, the only thing is, is apparently in the cigar industry, sure, I'll take my three. It is an accepted practice. Three cases yeah. of vodka. Right. Normally uh, in, in the whiskey and the spirits world, it's technically kind of shunned, yeah. right? You're not supposed to do those type of things, but we know, you know, that you need that brand well, awareness like to, no, to be no able to carry. For, here, no, it's, for, for the cigar industry, it's more looked at as, okay, you want the good stuff, you got to support us, you know? And that's more the thing is if you don't, you know, because there's a lot of shops out there that will want, you know, it's like Liga Pravada. People may not realize why not every shop has Liga because you have to sell a certain amount of regular Drew Estate brands because yeah. they don't have enough just to hand it to everybody. So they'd be like, you have to be a good customer of ours. You have to support and then boom. And you have you, to sell the flavored ones. Yep. You got to have a cabinet stocked. Well, I didn't mean to drag us down this rabbit I'm hole, sorry. but it was a really good discussion. Um, well, that's what, what we're are, here for. What other uh, cigars did you want to? Or does that cover the one shoe? He's got yeah, one more. I got one more. Um, the uh, Metepe, I think it's called. I've heard it said multiple times, but it, I keep forgetting. A but it is the new foundation, and I'm That's how Trump would say it. oh, it's Lord. a Medipa. I'm a big fan of foundation and what Nick's doing. I like um, it. I like it a lot. Oh my god, my friends say I like it. So, uh, basically, he made this cigar in honor of a Nicaraguan poet. And the thing I like about Nick is he does a lot of things to the heritage of Nicaragua, or even he's connected to Ethiopia. And he's just got things where her different heritages he tries to incorporate into cigar brands. Yeah. Um, so, this cigar uh, was a Sumatra, Ecuador. They actually have it in a Claro and Maduro. The samples were only Maduro at the show. I think I um, got one, but I haven't smoked it yet. Yeah. I kind of interrupted one of their sales meetings. Smoke <laughs> one morning, cigar, I was yeah. just like, it's I great. was neandering around, and there was Smoked like, oh, are you, are you here? And I'm it's like, fantastic. no, he's like, well, we're having a sales meeting. I was like, okay, sorry, dude. But he was um, super nice after that. He was no, they're good super people. cool, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope and to have him on one of our chats episodes, along with Sebastian as well. Yeah. So um, it is the, the binder is a Connecticut broadleaf. And the filler is Esteli and Hop Hulop and Nicaraguan. Uh, the thing I love about Nick and most of his Connecticut tobacco that's in his uh, his uh, cigars, a lot of people don't know, but his office is actually on an active cigar uh, farm. farm in uh, Connecticut. Oh, nice. So he actually is from Connecticut. He's known as the King of Broadleaf, and he is... It's just cool because he literally grows a lot of his own tobacco and even sells a lot to oh, other nice. people right there in Connecticut. Well, that's awesome. Well, what was your rating? I give it a three. <coughs> I will say there was a lot of bangers happening at at this this PCA event. A lot of good cigars were were coming out, and I, I, I there was very few cigars that I smoked there that I didn't like. I'd say probably enough to count on one hand. But so what we're going to talk about is uh, uh, Nate. What stood out to you the most at PCA? 
Uh, this year for me, it felt it felt a lot more organized uh, than it usually does. Uh, sometimes it's it's been different every year, I will say. But like, um, I'm it, laughing because when you said organized, I immediately thought of the Caldwell booth. Oh, well, so <laughs> that's the best booth there. So, and I don't know if I'll, you guys. I'll, I'll talk about it a little bit later. Robert, it was great. Well, I don't care what it was. Shows. It was funny. As, I've as got a story up. about last year's Caldwell booth for you. Then, if it, to give a little context, maybe to this year's, if you didn't hear, but we'll get to that later. But it's all the different booths are interesting, and you have the prestigious brands that look all elegant and they're in suits, and then you have my buddy Jeremy with Wildfire who pulled a camper in there that was awesome and you've got i mean he was like hey what's up right (laughs) and you got foundation blaring reggae and that i mean it was very just eclectic i will say this is still another year that a lot of the big brands haven't been there and it's still a little peaceful you know without drew estate blaring hip-hop all day they're very loud booth so imagine so it it, it was chill, but you know, it's still. I every year though, I end up lost and I'm running around the whole place and I always forget where there I'm was at. a few brands not represented there. I didn't see any of the fear. Uh, I saw Fear Otega, but I didn't see any. Well, Davidoff, Davidoff, so, I didn't see Camacho. I didn't so see about three Drew years States. ago, those companies pulled out of yeah. PCA, which honestly really was able to for a lot of the smaller brands to shine, you know, mm-hmm. you know, now people like Tatawahe and and my father and stuff can sponsor PCA versus having the the billion dollar corporations Yeah, it do was it. like Room 101s and a, and a yeah. some other places. Yeah, that yeah, general's, CIA, well, not, general's there. not there. Yeah. Yep. None of the general line was there. That was, yeah. that was interesting. I imagine they but it had a big booth and yeah, set up. And, and they like, normally do when had. they when they well, used to have Yeah, they it. just had the forged uh, you know, that yeah. was that was the only brands and actually, that General had. The interesting part, the only reason there was the forged booth was because their acquisition of Alec Bradley. And Alec Bradley already had a registered right. booth. So kind of they were able to in. come in there and kind of reintroduce themselves back to PCA. Well that's good. So up next we're gonna go with good old boy Justin. Over in the, the FTL day, what's up, Florida? For a lot of day. Hey, how's the weather down there? The weather—it's a middle of a thunderstorm. Awesome. Yeah, it's beautiful. Nice light Ooh, I show. I just saw some lightning. Yes. So, so tell us a little bit about what you had. So I had the puro ambar, made by Tacabalera Al Arista in the Dominican Republic, and it was earthy. It was well constructed, great flavor without. What were the leaves in it? So this one had Dominican Republic, it, Dominican Republic hybrid wrapper, binder, and filler. So it was an all DR event. Yeah. And um, I thought it was pretty good. I gave it two rings on this one. My favorite one of the four was the Cinco de Cinco, which in English is 55, and it's celebrating their 55th anniversary release yeah. this one came in a beautiful little box oh man nice such a good presentation, presentation. Love a coffin beautifully constructed oh, that was the coffin box. Had a yeah. San andreas wrapper yeah. yeah nicaraguan tobacco and um this is my favorite one hmm. of the that old four. coffin kind of reminds me of those old camachos they used to have like the didkas 
So sadly, I found out that cigar won't be in a Kaufman. That was just for a PCA little oh. presentation because I asked. Yeah. I was I'm like, going to keep my Kaufman then. <laughs> yeah, I think they're selling them in boxes of ten. I think that uh, I I think that as a packaging choice is gone. I it think is. that it's just it takes up too much space, you know, for the retailer. I think it's confusing that the consumer cannot actually see, you know, the product yeah. that they're and, buying. And you know, some of it adds to the overhead on cost as well. well. And one of the benefits benefits of it back in the day used to be helping the cigar age but you have now they put them in cellophane like i i'm smoking exactly what um he we're talking about the cinco de cinco oh, you're smoking that yeah, right i'm now. smoking it right now and even when you pull it out of the coffin it's in cellophane so it's still it's <laughs> just like defeats so it's like defeats, defeats the purpose, purpose man. so it's literally tube. just you know yeah. but i i'm yeah. really enjoying the cigar right now i'm smoking it with ease it's not it's it's really great. I love it. So, so far. what kind of rating you guys want to give us? Stick. I'll, I'll give it a three. I gave it a three. All right. Well, there you go, man. What's <coughs> in the box? And then, um, What's in the box? I had the air. air oh, go ahead. No, that's what we're always talking about. What's in the box? <laughs> then I had the Arista Midnight. This stick was nice. It was complex. Um, it went out a couple of times. The draw was a little too easy. But it had really good full flavor, dark Ecuadorian wrapper, Ecuadorian shade binder, and the tobacco was um, a blend of Nicaragua, Dominican Republic, and USA. It was a pleasant stick. I, I gave this one two rings. <coughs> so what? Um, that was a Ar- Artista. How, how do you say there? Artista Midnight. Arista. Okay. Or Artista. Yeah. Artista. Was it Artista? Artista? It's Artista. That's what Artista. I thought it was. Artista. In yeah, 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 yeah. That's Ram stuff, right? Yeah. Yes. We, I got to hang out in their booth. Um, oh, a little killer, bit. They dude. were nice. And uh, I actually got to interact with the family. You know, yeah, it's, it's yeah. a family mm-hmm. brand. And so I was talking with uh, the um, patriarch of, you know, this brand was sitting there, but... I want to say that was actually his granddaughter that was sitting there uh, with me as well. And we were, she's actually over the operations area. And it was really interesting, you know, um, hearing her talk about um, the show in general. And we mm-hmm. had some of that same, you know, questions about, you know, wh- what are some of the things you're looking for out of the show? And I think she's just so far out of the sales process, you know, for sure. So we're going to take a little break here. And uh, when we come back, we're going to touch a little bit more on Artista. It's not just the destination, but baby, the whole elation riding down this lover's avenue. As slow as a willow blows, or as fast as the whirlwind grows, we glide beneath the stars in cobalt blue. To the right Keep your eyes on the road, my darling Wondering if we're only passing through Open roads and open windows My hand is yours forever, sweet love Our eyes ahead on these back roads with a view And we're back. So let's just talk a little bit more about Artista, man. That booth was awesome that they had. 
They had a great product line. I actually got to got to talk to Ram himself. We spent about forty five minutes talking about video games and BS the whole time. We didn't even talk about cigars, which yeah, it was that so cool. is awesome to me. Yeah, because I don't. Your cigar can be mediocre, and if you're awesome, I'm going to support you. Yeah, I, this is a brand. I think we're going to come back and look at a. a a takeover yeah. episode. Kevin uh, from Artista was actually future. texting me right yeah. now. So and actually, I, I'm we forward to that. We smoked one in our five dollar blind. We did the paper boy. The paper mm-hmm. boy. Oh yeah, that's right. I panned that hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> so that's actually what Ram rolls and smokes for himself in the factory. I'll pray for him. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I don't care what Mike says. My opinion sucks. You anyway. don't enjoy your own brand, right? That's pretty much. Yeah. Um. So Justin was actually there with me while we were hanging out with Ram. What did you think about him? It was he was really cool, but it was just awesome seeing three generations of one family and seemingly in harmony, all loving different aspects of the cigars, and yeah. it was just like a little vacation in in the PCA. It was For really sure. cool. He actually invited us down to the DR. To come check out their facility and, and factory and stuff. So that's cool. And we are probably going to take him up on that. Oh, absolutely. No passport yeah. needed. Yeah, no password. The password is Pompadour. No passport. Oh. But yeah, the password oh, is well. You know. Nice. Right. So I want to touch on that Cinco Cinco again. I haven't smoked mine yet. But if it's oh, you, anything love it. like the Quattro Cinco, which is a staple, I love that cigar. I've got a couple releases of the TAA exclusive of it. And it is just fantastic. I look forward to trying that when I come up. Anybody else? No, no I, I, I mean, I love this whole the whole series that they've done. I mean, I'm a big Hoya fan. It's if you don't know much, they're the uh, basically the first operating factory in Nicaragua, like in '68, I think it was. Right. But so they they've got a lot of history and heritage. The Antonio's great. Their Connecticut's great. But this whole line is awesome. And honestly, one of my favorite things I love about it. Weirdly, is the San Andreas wrapper up against the like nice kind of emerald green band it's got? I don't know. I'm a sucker for how a cigar looks too. Yeah, I'm banding. And so to me, the color match is really good. I think I I can't wait to see how the boxes are going to look, and I'm excited for it. Not to mention the uh, their world marketing rep uh, was an absolute jewel oh absolutely. not to be too on the nose with the branding that's what that's that what conversation was was. great but that kid has it down man um and it, and it did not feel rehearsed or practiced it it felt hmm. uh real uh it felt like he actually believed the brand and lived the brand that dude loves uh, that brand yeah and, and you can tell that that dude loves his brand because of how he con how he talked to us about the brand took it took us through the whole uh, history of Hoya de Nicaragua and you know same like Nate I was already a fan and that just absolutely uh, has cemented me as as a smoker of Hoya de Nicaragua. Yeah. Can, can we just talk about did you guys see the little box that they have coming out it's a limited edition box and you can play like finger hockey did you see that? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. was cool. Yeah, yeah. so once up. the box is empty it's got a hole cut in the lid and the bo- and the bottom so when it's open, it's like the one of those you, you finger, you have to get it in the hole. You got to finger it in the hole. Yeah. I'm sure there's a name for it. Yeah. Mm. I don't what know the name effect? of that game. Here we go. Help, help, help. 
Help! I'm being repressed. That's right. <laughs> That's right. But yeah, it's they they've done that once before with some game called Shut the Box, and they made it where it was like, all right, once the box empty. Yeah, they have some. It's some game you can play with dice and stuff, and so it was interesting. But I think it's fun, you know. So yeah. buy a box of those, and then you get a free game. I think that's an awesome marketing strategy, and I think that if more cigar manufacturers could do something with their to box re- to repurpose their yeah, packaging, to repurpose them. I mean, there's yeah. hundreds of people oh, out yeah. there making jewelry boxes for their yeah. wives or making knickknack boxes in Sell their tool them in shed, an or, antique store for ten bucks. Yeah, like the cigar box, you can get it at the cigar shop for a dollar, but if you go to the antique store, it's fifteen. <laughs> you know, it's it's cool. So, what was your? You had one more cigar, right? Yes. My last cigar was the Falto Mentor, and it was in honor of his mentor. Was that Pravada Falto? Falto's the brand. Falto's the brand. Okay. Yep. And it's um, Ecuadorian wrapper, uh, Brazilian and Nicaraguan binder. I got like walnuts, espresso notes out of it. Really good flavor. Decent construction. Um, easy draw. It was it was pleasant. Now that's the one with the Sumatra and the Cameroon binder, right? Yes. Okay. Cool. So so what what was your rating on that? I gave it a two just because the draw was a little too easy. Yeah. Do you think that was humidification, or do you think that was just an actual in in it? I think there wasn't a ton of filler. Okay. When they put the filler evenly distributed throughout the stick, you get like the right draw, yeah, and the right balance. But hmm. other than that, it was really good. You think you might revisit that if you if you get it, find it on a shelf somewhere? If it came my way, I would smoke another one. Sure. Awesome. Well, up next we got. Oh, wait, uh, what's wh- his rating on that? Yeah, one? He, he rated it a two. I gave it a two. I he gave it a two. <laughs> Sorry, Mike's not paying attention. Again. I was preparing for my Just own for, discussion. I, I got this. Okay, we, we we're good. So, want to ask you, uh, what was your favorite thing about PCA? And don't say Mike's grapefruit drink because that's we're going to talk about that in small group later. I've only been to consumer facing events, and I've never worked in a cigar store. So this is like first view of cigars as a business, and um, I ran into a lot of the cigar retailers from south florida so it was like a reunion half of them are lawyers that don't want a lawyer anymore go figure right can i be your lawyer um (laughs) you know it was a huge event like you it took a whole day to like slowly walk it and the first day was like chaos to me oh yeah but by the end you knew where you were going. You yep. knew who you were talking to. And I think if I went year after year, I'd make more friends, deeper connections, and have even more fun. And it was fun seeing that timeout guy. It's like yeah. a brand new person yeah, who's Neil. a hobbyist. Yeah, we're going to talk he, a lot about that. He did his own brand. So Yeah, we're going to talk about yeah, Neil. Yeah, we'll talk about him. Neil, good guy. Well, we're going back in March. So the next one's in March, and that's the last one in Vegas until... The, the following year, which will be in New Orleans, New Orleans. which is meh. Wah, wah, wah. Mar- March will be fun because this yeah. time was like 112 degrees. Not in New Orleans. Yeah, well, July so, in New Orleans. Well, is not, not July I will in New say I've also done PCA in New Orleans and finding places to smoke is not like Vegas. Uh-oh. So 
Well, there's casinos there, and and but they do not allow smoking. They do not know. allow smoking. Okay, really? Casinos, yeah. Wow. All right. Well, up next, we're going to go through a good old boy Mike's experience, which I'll try to keep him short. I know he's a little long-winded, but work with me, folks, because I know he's been chomping at the bit to tell us about his cigars. And don't forget your girth. Girth. Oh, where is she? I don't know. Where is she? <laughs> Where's the girl? Oh, no. Did you delete the girl? No, she's right there. It'll probably fire off in in the middle of me talking. So uh, the very first day, uh, we were uh, actually, we took a moment to just hang out in a herf with a bunch of other people uh, during a happy hour. And I, uh, somebody gave me a cigar. I think it was, was it you that gave me the, yeah. So uh, this cigar is from Ferreira Cigars. Oh, yeah, that thing. Yep. It is called the... uh, Diosa Latino, and uh, this oh, is yeah. uh, a really interesting cigar. If you got to see our quick video uh, that I really screwed up a lot of things in the middle of when I was talking about the cigar, I really didn't know what I was looking at, so I'm sorry about that. But um, just an amazing craftsmanship of what this thing looked like. It is absolutely the most gorgeous cigar I have ever seen. Um, it has this very decorative cap on it, and... All of this entire cigar is about the symbolism of Latino women. So, Diosa is the goddess uh, in Latino. So, it's the goddess of women is basically what this uh, celebrates. The entire cigar is actually made by women. And I'll go through all the symbolism of this cap is it just comes over, you know, the end. And then it has some bands that come off the back and cross uh, each other and then go around the cigar. If you've ever seen the uh, CAO Basin, Amazon Basin, very similar, you know, kind of decoration of just using tobacco as a band itself. And so uh, the the particulars on this cigar, it is, let's see, it is, uh, the binder is from Mexico. The filler is from, get this, there are actually... Uh, five different elements of this filler. So yeah, uh, it was gonna, a lot to, to take gonna, in. I'm going to read all these real quick. So it is uh, dry Honduras uh, in O, I believe is what this is. Uh, Viso Dominicano, uh, Viso uh, Costa Rican, like Nicaraguan, and uh, base Colombia are what's in the filler. So um, there are seven different tobaccos on this cigar itself. And so I was really just like, wow, this is going to be, you know, either really, really interesting. And I was just so enamored with the craftsmanship looking at this thing. So the symbolism around this cigar is all about, again, celebrating Latina women. The cap actually comes down and actually represents the the hair of a Latino woman. Mm-hmm. And the bands coming across are actually a symbolism of Mother Mary actually holding the Latina women in, in their arms. Yeah. And uh, so really fascinating uh, symbolism in, in the way that they use a lot of these branding elements. I really love the story. And that is going to be the theme of all the scars I'm going to talk about here at PCA. So uh, that is really, um, you know, I'm a sucker for a good story many times, but my radar just was so enamored with how well this thing looked until I lit it. 
and unfortunately, it did not pay off very well. I so the oh, one no. so the one thing that happened. Uh, so I actually did not smoke uh, that cigar while we were at PCA. I actually, wait until we came back. And it was like a holy grail for you. So the one thing that they told me that I needed to make sure to do was to punch uh, the the cap and not to guillotine cut it. Um, so I followed the instructions to the letter and I punched the cap. He had to go buy a punch because that's not his thing. <laughs> no, I have a, I have a punch. <laughs> uh, and so I'm sitting there and I'm lighting it. I'm using the Barger method, you know, and, uh, well, what's the Barger method? Well, it's all about blowing baby. Ooh, so, <laughs> blow for me, baby. Blow before you light it. Um, and so the, uh, I'm sitting there and I'm just, the draw is so hard. I, I just cannot get anything going on, you know, this cigar. And I found it was just I was frustrated with it. And even what I was tasting, I'm like, wow, this is just not the first third of this is just not happening for me at all. Oh, that's a bummer. And so finally, after, you know, probably at the first ash, I decided to, um, to, uh, to guillotine cut the cap. I was just so frustrated with it all. So you cut it? Ah, oh. I did. And so the draw came around and I'm like, cool. Now I can really enjoy this, except for the fact that I didn't. And I was just so disappointed. If you had looked at just, you know, my face was just melting. I'm going, I love to I talk about paid to see this. I would have loved to talk about this cigar and how amazing it is all day long. But it was just a kitchen sink. It was not balanced. I just. It didn't have a good taste profile. There were just so many things about it that I was just like, wow, Dang. this is so disappointing. That breaks um, my heart. So uh, the um, I, I found that it had a few burn line issues as I was going along. So it was just incredibly anticlimactic. So what was your rating? Well, I'm going to give it a two because I love the artistry <laughs> about it. Um, and I think that it's a great... It's a great gift cigar, and I think for somebody that maybe wouldn't know the difference between, you know, something amazing and something not so amazing, and the storyline behind this, I just, I think this would be great. Um, there are two different wrappers on this, so I actually uh, smoked the dark, darker wrapper, and I'm not quite sure what it was, but I want to go back and have the Connecticut one, and maybe that'll change my mind, so we'll yeah, see. Yeah, so now th that cigar manufacturer is, is represented by... The BCA, the Boutique Cigar Association, they have this very interesting section of the P uh, the PCA. They had a huge booth, and it was a lot to take in. I yeah. think there was a bunch of brands like Caro Cigars, and there was a whole bunch of other brands that really stuck out that had a lot of cool things going. I actually got to meet one of the rollers or one of the owners of one of the brands, and he was super cool. Um, yeah, I loved everybody that was there. I loved the guy that was. Uh, the master blender uh, mm -hmm. for this as well, and uh, you know, I'm I know that there is magic there. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm. They have some other things in their product line, and I look forward to trying those. Now the, I also got one of their espresso. Yeah, um, I didn't get to that one yet. So that one's cool. So they said that, they, and then please, I'm sorry if I butcher this, but from my understanding is that when they age their tobacco on that particular cigar, that they lay the, the leaf out and then they lay a layer of coffee beans on top of that cigar leaf. And then they lay another leaf and more coffee beans and leather. So it's not an actually... Yeah, they age it that way. Yeah, so it's not an... Inf yeah, you were there with me, weren't you? So it's not an actually... It's not an infused cigar, but it like takes on the characteristics. So I'm pretty excited about smoking that one. Hmm. Hey, uh, 
I hope you're really enjoying our discussion here about the PCA show. And we are going to have some extended discussion about yeah. uh, the PCA show, the cigars we had there. So if you're listening to this particular episode um, and through the radio, thanks for listening to us. Thank you so much for listening and, to us. And uh, check out the rest of our discussion on our online episode and, you know, we have a lot more to say, a lot more great cigars to talk oh, about. Oh, yeah. We just still got two more people to go just through. just didn't fit in our, in our in our radio format. So just uh, check us out online, and you'll hear about a lot more great cigars. And Absolutely. I have, a, I have a lot more stories to talk about, you know, when we uh, pick up the next segment yeah, as well. Yeah, these stories ain't stopping. This train ain't stopping. <laughs> so thanks again for listening to us on the radio. Thank you. Rolling clouds and crashing surf Iridescent dunes reflecting By the light of a rising glowing moon Seashore mesmerizing Night breeze hypnotizing We've come across these back roads none too soon Look to the left, to the right Keep your eyes on the road, my darling Wondering if we're only passing through Open roads and open windows My hand is yours forever, sweet love So tell me, how lovely was your experience, Mike? You know, uh, so we ran across a... Uh, an interesting booth. They had this big sign, huge, that was up that says, "This cigar is 120 years in the making." And I was like, "Okay, well, now you got to get <laughs> to this story." And again, that is, you know, the point of a lot of the theme of the cigars I picked is it was this really interesting story. And I, I enjoy talking with uh, the guy there in the booth. And I'm sorry, I just can't particularly remember his name right now. I met so many people. Yeah, but uh, they only had one cigar. And so uh, the cigar we're going to talk about is called Lovely. Um, and it is an homage to a brand that was in Wisconsin um, back at the turn of the century. And there were the USA Tobacco uh, over 200 plus uh, cigar rollers Ooh. that worked there in Wisconsin. They were all unionized as well, Ooh, which was snap. an interesting twist. Let's go, America. Um, and uh, they used uh, a lot of tobacco that was grown, uh, he said, in Wisconsin. And I shuddered when he said that. I was just yeah, like, that's wow. just, don't they do cheese so, up there? Yeah, 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 yeah that's cheese uh, and beer. Cheese curds. I will say, throwing in real fast to that point, a little tidbit i found out recently that i don't know that i had ever realized is actually back in the day like a long like late 1800s most cities or big towns actually had cigar factories and people were growing tobacco and you either had your cuban stuff or you had the stuff that was rolled right there in the neighborhood and honestly world war ii was what shut a lot of that down too was people going off to war and they had to also go to the metal factories to make bullets and ammunition and all this other stuff I know bullets. Probably so a, lot same thing. a lot of towns something. actually had their own factories hmm. and probably, brands. And probably using that agriculture for something outside of tobacco, right? Yeah. Something that you can eat as opposed Rice to yeah. or beans or some depression stuff. <laughs> I wonder what cigars Tennessee had. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have to do some digging on that, Nate. That will be interesting because uh, 
you know, that I think there were so many parts of the story that I was like, wow, I, I really did not know that. I knew there were a lot of cigar rollers, you know, that were around in, you know, the turn of the century. I mean, literally thousands, like 3,500, you know, cigar rollers just in the U.S., you know, alone, probably around that period of time. And that number may be way off. But mm-hmm. So that brand was called Lovely, <laughs> for those who are wondering. So, so my first impression was, I was like, so you export this cigar to Canada, right? Because I yeah. was just, I was like, there's no way you're going to convince me that this cigar is actually, you know, going to be made with Wisconsin. It's a cold climate cigar, eh? Yeah, tobacco. And it's not. So this cigar is actually a, uh, it is a rebranding. So what he did is he actually took this brand called Lovely. Um, they, they basically reincarnated it. They changed some of the you know, elements that were around the brand to bring it up to some modern standards. Um, now, what I did like about their booth, not to cut you off, sorry, no, but their booth had a lot of those older cigar boxes and yep. cases there. And they had them side by side. They and had the original so ones. it was so cool to see the branding and how they actually marketed cigars back then. And it was really neat. So good on you guys for having that. This particular cigar uh, is a Ecuadorian wrapper. The binder is Mexico, and the filler is Nicaragua. And uh, so I was, I was really excited. Again, you know, I'm like, wow, I'm looking forward to is a story, you know, really going to hold up well against uh, the uh, the cigar itself, and it did not. <laughs> oh, was I disagree. Just, I so I actually smoked that cigar as well because I saw it on your list and was like, I'm going to give it a try. Yeah, I, I just had the same impression, actually. So I completely disagree. And I've, I've actually smoked them a couple times because mm. I met them a little while ago. And um, it was it's actually been something on my radar. And, and I actually think for a nice light smoke it was very pleasant so my notes were it was real spicy off the light it was very abrasive right initially it was just like a slap in the face it spice. was but then the first third all that flavor that was really good off the light was just muddled together and it just kind of tasted like dirt and it was really hard to pick the flavor of the wrapper and the leaves and stuff throughout it and it was it, it you know when i got to my last part of it it was just overly hot because i was trying to keep it lit and yep. trying to keep it smoking now that could have been due to humidification no. so we go over that in cigars 101 yeah and i i had some similar you know um quality issues you know as i was going through this as well and i just i think at the end of the day i just really struggled with it quite a, you know across the board i hope that they keep the branding i love the story yeah. i look forward to them making some refinements, you know, in the choices that they have, you know, with the tobacco that they're using. Um, so now one thing I want to remember, it's I a great remind, cigar for a Packers fan. Yeah. yeah for Packers. <laughs> fans, easy, easy guys. Go pack. Go. Yeah. I, don't the accent fool you, but you better stop it. The Titans weren't a thing when I was a kid. <laughs> so. Well, they were Oilers, right? Yeah. They were still in Houston. That's right. That's right. So um, w- what I do want to remind our viewers, our viewers, our listeners, yeah. we'll have viewers one day. No. So for our listeners is don't take our word for this. Like this is our ratings on cigars. So please go out and do some research. Go find what you like to smoke. We're not telling you what or how to smoke. We're just telling you what we like. So on the lovely cigars, one thing I want to remind everybody is most of the cigar manufacturers don't bring 
cigars in their vehicles to these cigar events. Oh, they they have ship. them shipped in FedEx or yeah. UPS or however they use it. Now, a in lot the of desert. Yeah, in the desert. So humidification is hard to keep in a box, in a cardboard box on a plane or a truck. So the cigars that we got, and, and I'm just going to use Lovely as an example, might not have been the best representation of their brand. But this is what we had to go off of. Yeah. So I'm actually going to revisit this if I find it in a store in Tennessee. I'll probably pick one up and revisit it, and maybe I'll like it better. Yeah, I forgot to mention the name of the cigar. It's called uh, Ain't They Lovely, is it? And it's uh, Elegante uh, X2 is uh, is the particulars on it. I'm going to give the lovely cigar a one. Yeah, I <laughs> so. gave it a one, too. Nate's holding up two fingers, so <laughs> lovely. You got some room here. Yeah. I'll try uh, that lovely cigar later. And some, yeah, you will. So yeah. uh, the next uh, story I want to talk about is... I'm actually going to uh, skip uh, one cigar because when we get around to talking about El Septimo, I'll, oh, uh, I will, uh, I'll chime in. Benjamin's going to talk about a cigar about that. So the last uh, one that I'm going to talk about is the Don Manny. Um, it is called the Chubby. And... Uh, I resemble that remark. <laughs> yeah, I think we all do in this room. Uh, so we were walking around. There was a uh, um, a Cuban DJ uh, gal that was uh, working uh, the Greycliff uh, booth, and right across from that was the um, this cigar manufacturer that I had not heard of, and they had these incredibly unique uh, cigars, and I was like, wow, I've never seen that shape before. I mean, what do you yeah. call that? And they call it, what's the Don Manny? And they had these other cigars. Oh, was this were, the lady that had the cigar shape? Yeah, they, or the the pipe shape the pipe cigar. Shape, yeah. yeah, the pipe. Yeah, the, they had the pipe shape uh, cigars that were there as well. And I was like, so the Don Manny is this really? Uh, it is a chubby cigar. I mean, it is. It was fat little. little I, it was probably punk. a sixty-five ring gauge, and it, and it was tapered off into almost I don't know how to describe it it's like maybe the size of your pinky I think it was a 4 by 70 yeah so uh, it was box pressed and they actually brought the box press over from Cuba yeah um, is where they originally made the size and so they continued to use the the box press to make the Don Manny chubby and I was like wow I can't wait to you know try this you know itself and uh, again I <laughs> Hate to uh, spoil it again, but I did not like this cigar. It would just uh, the first thing I found was just lighting it alone was so so much of a struggle. The, the chore, huh? The at the tapered end was bound so tight that I don't. I cannot suck chrome off of a bumper, and you you still would not have no, with that attitude. Yeah. You would not have. I've seen him do some it fun would things. Not have accomplished, you know drawing anything off of this particular cigar and so i just really you know struggled with you know quite a bit it's called a double corona it's uh it is a 70 ring gauge by four inches i thought it was called um, the chubby it is called the chubby yeah but um i don't know that's how it was described in the this app that i was using so what was your rating 
Uh, my rating for the Don Manny Chubby is also going to be a one. Oof. Yeah, sorry about so that. So what was the app you were talking about? <coughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, so I'm on the hunt for a good cigar journal, and I'm using Box Pressed is the uh, app that I decided to make a run for um, our production date here. Interesting app. Um, I think it's coming along. Uh, there's some things that I made some feature suggestions, you know, back yeah. to the uh, app developer, and a lot of those are in the works. We've heard that about a lot of yeah. you know, apps and services. You had to input almost every cigar you were smoking. Um, I think part of that was because a lot of them were PCA releases and just had not hit their database yet. But there were a couple mm-hmm. that I'm like, this should have been there, you know. So I was a little disappointing about that. The other things I like about the app is I like how you can just tap on, you know, common um, – tasting elements and, and flavors, you yeah. know, just by hitting a button as opposed to kind of typing it out. Um, I'm looking over the rest of my notes. We and, ran into uh, another guy with an app there, right? Uh, yeah, we did. And I have taken a look at that app, and I might talk about it, you know, sure. um, on a different episode or some other point in time. I haven't had as much chance, you know, to go through that Yeah, one. I'm starting to fiddle with it, too, myself. The only way I got through the Don Manny Chubby was to clip the entire fluted part off Oof. until I had to guillotine cut until I had, you know, more of a traditional, um, you know, cap-like element where I could actually draw off of it. And it just... It did not. It was not good. I did actually wrote down the words "kind of nasty." <laughs> so uh, that sucks. Nasty. Yeah, and even at the midpoint, it was still not good. So yeah, like I said, my smokes rating for this is a one. <laughs> so you're gonna hold off on your El Septimo cigar. I so, am. Uh, yes. So uh, up next, we're gonna have a uh, good old boy Benjamin, which is his first time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome him. Welcome him. Welcome, Benjamin. Hey, yeah. I can't wait to hear what you're going to talk about, man. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Uh, thank y'all so much for inviting me into the inner circle here. Well, your check cleared again. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Um, <laughs> this time, but yeah. So the the guys here at Sip Suds and Smokes had me along in my, you know, whiskey and spirits and cocktails are my background. Uh, bartender in the city for of Nashville for a little bit over ten and a half years. Yeah, we found him at the yeah. local homeless shelter. Absolutely, but I was in between homes, so. You know, a free meal is a free meal, right? That's right. Right. Um, But yeah, so I went over uh, a a few smokes as well. Uh, Some things that are a little bit more maybe common to see in a humidor, but maybe you haven't reached out and grabbed one yet. So the first one uh, for me was the CLE Asylum 13 Connecticut. It's a 6 by 52 uh, Robustos. They're golden Ecuadorian Connecticut. Uh, with Honduran filler. Uh, this thing was, as, as far as lighter shade smokes go, you think of those creamy kind of notes, right? You think they're going to be a little bit lighter. They're going to be maybe uh, having a little bit less of those dark complexities to it. This thing had all the spice that you want. Really? Had some, like a nice heavy smoke to it. So something that you could have first thing in the morning if you like mm-hmm. a flavor forward cigar but the power was not knocking you down. Just sure, absolutely sure. flavorful. I've um, been hit or miss on some things with Asylum, but they've got some quality cigars out there as well. Yeah, man. It, it comes from the Christian Luis uh, Eroya factory. Um, and and this thing was just light pepper. Uh, the retro smoke uh, had some really cool, like toasty, bready notes, some really nice, like sweet oat notes. Uh, and and the the spice was there. That, definitely not like black pepper, 
uh, but just like a maybe like a light roasted white pepper, super tasty. Uh, this is something that I could see myself with like a nice latte in the morning. Yeah, you know, cold cup brew. One hundred percent. This was this was definitely a, a great way to to start your day. So, what was your rating? My on rating that? on this is actually a three. This is a box worthy cigar for okay, me. Okay, okay. Uh, this could be a, a daily smoke. <laughs> now, I will tell you, those come in like forty or fifty count boxes. Ooh, even better. What? Even better. <laughs> right now, don't they also Ching. have a petite? version of this cigar yeah, as they, well they make that cigar about Do any size they have, size. A double they have it in <laughs> like funny. 7 by 70 That's all the way down because so. i actually smoked the petite um lancero but it wasn't a lancero it was like four and a half inches by yeah, i think 42. they do a, a 44 by 44 well, so. yeah, but, rather yeah. Gloom over the evening, and, and i i actually enjoyed it as well and i got that pepper off the nose and i got that that retro was really good but it wasn't over spicy so i'm i'm really looking forward to seeing what comes out of asylum right there big big fan of what they're putting out right now the uh, the next one that I had on my list was uh, the EP Creo uh, one inch. Okay, Maduro. Was uh, it a full inch or was it a seven eighths? Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, so this is uh, as far as girth goes. This is a, a little bit normal out of my normal comfort zone. Sure. Uh, I normally don't go for uh, things uh, this large. This is a five That's by not nine. What I, hear about you. I mean, the rumors are true. Believe mm-hmm. everything everybody says about me. That's right. Uh, five by nine. Uh, five point nine by sixty two. Uh, they call this one the number sixty Maduro, but this one also comes in every shade. Uh, this is this is a big smooth smoke, uh, not overwhelming with the spice complexity, just a real nice kind of chocolatey roasted coffee vibe. Uh, this is actually a very relaxing smoke for me. It's something that you can kind of sit around with. Uh, I've been enjoying a couple of these different shades late night, just kind of sit on the back porch reading yeah. a book. Uh, I've always liked E.P. Creole. Yeah, man. They're, like, they're doing some, Perez has got it. Like, that, that pledge uh, was, yeah. was something that was really, really awesome. They uh, were kind enough to hand us an allegiance while we were at the yeah, booth there at PCA. Yeah, that thing's awesome. Uh, man, that thing is a solid cigar. I haven't I haven't smoked it yet, but I have smoked my way through most of the, the inch line. Yeah. And, and even though, like I said, out of my normal comfort zone, definitely something uh, that's super enjoyable. Um, and and I'll be looking for those Gordos, yeah, uh, out, out there in the market for sure. Let's put that on my short list. You really sounds like you enjoyed it. I look forward to trying to try yeah. that as well. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of times too, right? Like those larger ring gauges, the the smoke can be a little airy. Uh huh. And this one actually had a nice bit of body to it. Yeah, not, so not right. with the Don Manny. Yeah. So, <laughs> so so that's exactly one of the points I was going to bring up is on these inch lines. You would think that a larger. See, I typically don't go for anything over fifty five. Personally, I mean, 55 is even a stretch. 50, 52 is kind of my outer limits of cigars, but 48 is my jam. If anyone, any cigar manufacturers listening, that's what we like, Petite Lanceros. We, you know, you got a mouse in your pocket. Yeah, I do. He's squeaking right now. Yeah. But those, that, that, their cigar lines, I, their rollers must be really, 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 really experienced in larger ring gauges because. I didn't have draw issues with those. I don't have any any flavor like flavor problems. Like the complexity is still there. Their bodies are still there. Like I'm I like what they're doing. Before six by sixty existed, one of the brands that everybody knew for a bigger ring gauge was um, was uh, La Gloria Cubana, which was what he owned and he had sold that brand. So he was really kind of known for doing the bigger ring gauges even before 60 mm-hmm. was around. Mm-hmm. 
Because he's had that inch out before. Well, yeah, but in the, yeah, and I mean, even with when he owned La Gloria Cubana, he would do larger sizes there as well. Right, right, right. So, what was your rating on that one? I give this one a two. This is a this is a solid golf cigar, right? Okay. This is a this is a yard work jam right here. Yeah, something you can just kind of you know the fire's going to stay yard. lit, and you know you, you can keep one on you for sure. All right. So, do you want to go? Um, what was your next one? Yeah, absolutely. So the next one for me uh, would be the uh, Ohana Nui, uh, okay. left hand left hander. Yep. Um, this was a six by sixty two Nicaraguan binder and filler uh, with a genuine Connecticut broadleaf wrapper. Yeah. Uh, Maduro shade on that wrapper, uh, and this was everything that I look for in a cigar. Okay. Uh, with it being uh, kind of like a, a legacy brand, but but maybe something newer to the market. Um, this guy has absolutely nailed this cigar. Uh, the owner uh, of Ohana Nui is Ryan Rodriguez. Yeah, uh, we got to talk to him a little bit. Absolutely. Yep. And this comes out of the family Rodriguez uh, Tobacco's LLC. Uh, and this thing was an oily cocoa bomb, right? Yeah. The construction's there. It's a beautiful cigar. It feels good, you know, in your hand, right? Like you feel like you're getting that quality. Uh, but if, if I remember correctly, the price point is is right where you want it. I think it's like right right around twelve bucks. Yeah, twelve thirteen bucks. Um, yeah, but yeah, fruity, peppery. Just, I mean, I enjoyed every bit uh, of this cigar. Uh, classic Toro six by sixty two, medium to full strength. Uh, this was, you know, absolutely a banger for me. Uh, my rating on this one's a three. This is box worthy all day for okay, me. Okay, okay. I actually smoked it last night and. I had some construction issues in the beginning. So like the first third for me, I could not keep it lit. I couldn't keep it lit. It was just too, It maybe the, the tip was loose and it was just airy. But once I got past that first third, man, I really liked what was going on. What I think also too, you know, you, you talk about box worthy cigars. The thing about, you know, that I've experienced at least is they don't all smoke exactly the same. Right. So you get into, you know, a couple out of that box may have some of those issues, man, because I had the exact opposite experience. Sure. This thing had a razor sharp burn line. Okay. No construction issues. Great draw all the way through. I, I would have smoked it down to my fingertips. Sure. If I could have. Justin, did you try any of these? I have not. Okay. Yeah. Well, you should try that left-hander. It's really good. Also, like the insinuation there with the left-hander. Yeah, right. right? The, the, Smoking the, with my left hand right now. Right. There the, you go. The picture on the band is a, a left hand holding a cigar. Yeah. Uh, not a joint. Not one of those. Well, yeah. Okay. So let's talk about your fourth cigar. Okay. And we're going to yeah. have a little bit of a discussion on this one because we all had a really good time with these people. Yeah. Uh, well, you, you know, you want to get there. You want to talk about, you know, one of the booths at PCA that was dressed up, right? Oh, like, my God. You brought thing, that girl to prom, yeah, didn't the, you? The, this thing had production values, $10,000 ashtrays, right? Three of them. Yeah. No, 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 like, no, 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 no. Those were ten million dollars. Ten million dollars. Oh, each ashtray was $10 million dollars, wow. and it was they were gold bar encrusted. I was incredibly disappointed that they did not have a G five jet. Diamonds. <laughs> they had armed security there. Oh, yeah. with the ashtrays. Yeah, and you know it, it was one of those things where you know definitely marketing runs this brand. This is this is absolutely uh, something that you know. 
it, it's all about the packaging yeah. for them. Very oh, much so. And so uh, this booth, not only was it just immaculate, plus it had these $10 million, you know, ashtrays that everybody's taking pictures of. You're going to see pictures of these ashtrays for probably the next 10 years. But, you know, it was an interesting storyline, uh, you know, and coming back to the same thing, um, theme that I've had is, you know, so this is a private equity group that basically a lot of these cigars were made for, uh, I believe it was Saudi royalty. Um, and the, uh, eventually, you know, this private equity group said, Hey, I think that we could do well if we included, you know, if we actually made some of these cigars available, you know, to the public. And, uh, I mean, the price that, you know, they were asking for some of these cigars, I mean, it was just astronomical, it was like $200 sticks, you know, uh, for some of these things. But they're really appealing to a certain clientele that, you know, they don't ask the price, you know, at the end of the day. So this series uh, that um, Benjamin's talking about is the, what's the name of it? A Sacred Art Collection. Sacred Art Collection. Collection. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting box of, and there are, I believe there are seven different cigars that are part of this. And each one of them is different. So the one that you had was the Raphael. Uh, yes, out, out of the, the Ninja Turtle selection. Yes, that's the Ninja <laughs> Turtle selection for sure. Now, they I, said I they really, had like I got 100 or so faces. The biggest kick out of that, <laughs> that line. It was like, all right, so the Mutant Ninja Turtle series from El Sigtimo. They're, they're I can hear their lawyers firing up you know, yeah. as we speak. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. Which one, Ninja Turtle or El Sigtimo? Both. You know, yeah. why, why avoid the rush? You know, that Hasbro? So, yeah, probably. So what do you think of the uh, Raphael? We actually, uh, we smoked these side by side you know one evening so but we didn't actually talk to each other we did you know? I, you know as far as coming back from the pca with the cigars uh there was a some new humidification uh packaging out where the humidification was built into the sample bag yeah this was the only one that i had an issue with yeah uh mine actually uh came apart on the way home i had no other issues with any other cigars bringing back and so these cigars were uh, actually a little bit soaked with whatever liquid was in there. I hope it was just water, uh, but I did let them dry out and smoked it. Uh, this was this was not an enjoyable smoke for me. Uh, this was this was not something that I would look for consistently. Uh, smelled great, looked great. Uh, I, I think it had everything that you're looking for as far as you know something that you'd pick up and go, "Hey, that looks like a pretty solid smoke." Uh, the smoking experience was was not that for me. Uh, it, it turns bitter about halfway through. Uh, very acrid, very burnt flavor profile, and I don't think that it was from any like overuse of the lighter or like you know herfing too hard and, and you know stoking the fire too much. Yeah, just kind of turned you know bitter and acrid, and you know almost like the uh, the silt in the bottom of of a cup of like pour over coffee or right. something like that. Now, one thing I noticed is that they focus on larger ring gauge cigars. They do. So none of what I got from them was below a 60. I think I made, well, I take that back. I think I had 155 Perfecto, but it was a seven inch Perfecto. The one I'm talking about is 50. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, there like you go. I'm wrong. That's okay. too, it, was a, it, was a, it was a six by 50. They call it a, a Robusto Extra. Uh, but it's also oh, just described what? as a Toro. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm wrong. That's fine. Sorry. This never happened. So what right? do you think of the Raphael? What's your rating on that? One. This was wow. this was a one for me. And I you know, I think some of this may have just gone down because of the bag, you know, spilling over to the scar, which was unfortunate. 
I had high hopes for this again, you know, with the story. The particulars around the one that I had is called the Michelangelo. It is a Ninja Turtle. Five and a half by fifty, yes. <laughs> Different from the Leonardo and Donatello. Correct, yeah. yeah. Uh, some particulars about this that it's a Costa Rican uh wrap. It's a Costa Rican binder and filler. Um and uh, it's the shape descriptions are all over the place. So this says uh, diadema. Um, it's you know, I, so I, it's perfected. Can me, I but. can I note something I have heard about that? From my understanding about that brand is no matter what cigar you have in that series, the different name is actually even though it's like they're different sizes, they're different blends entirely. Yeah, yeah. which to me is super confusing. Oh yeah. Because it's like, okay, this one blend comes in one size. So, like, when you're presented it and you're like, well, this one's, uh, when I first saw the brand a couple years ago, I was like, okay, so this one's a Toro and it's $20. And you have a Torpedo that's $26. And I'm like struggling to see the comparison. And then they, they at first, were undisclosed completely. And then they yeah. came out with their blends and you're like, oh, they're not the same cigar. Yeah. See, so it's I a didn't see any of their blends because everything online is like, this is undisclosed. I know. This so is that's undisclosed. That's why I hunted all this down. I got really irritated with yeah. that. I don't know why they made that marketing choice. Their website kind of sucks, too. Yeah. I wasn't. Yeah. No offense, guys. Well, all the money's in the booth. Yeah. Oh, dude, for sure. <laughs> that the, booth is so massive. And the babe's in the booth, for sure. But see, what I don't understand is that the backstory from El Septimo Cigars was they were talking about the chic that that created these cigars and this cognac and i was like well you know I, i'm i'm pretty sure that she was more impressed with the cognac than i right. was the cigar i, I was that. not but I, i'm i'm pretty sure that i, I know the religious sex of, of most sheiks and i don't think they drink or smoke <laughs> so i'm kind of not in public so i'm kind of curious yeah, to wonder enough. yeah fair how in the world they make this work but Apparently they had, uh, from what I understand, uh, they might correct us, but they had a uh, they brought a British guy in to do blending and rolling to find good blends for these people for these high dollar cigars they were going to sell. I don't trust anyone that has beans for breakfast. Right, right, right. For sure, <laughs> for so, sure. I'm sorry, but you can't eat beans all day if you don't start at breakfast. So, so what the what the girl was Nasty. telling me, which the girl at the booth was their brand ambassador, and she was super nice. I can't remember her name. Saved my life because I met so many awesome people there. But she said that the when the sheik passed away the sheik basically left all of El Septimo, handed it to this British guy. Huh. And that, that that now he is the one that's over or or his heir or lineage is over that now and they're pushing more to get out. So it started as the Saudi Arabian prince, sheik, whatever. And then when he passed away, it was it was handed over like basically in his will he's give them it all yeah and so like that's pretty cool i think that's an awesome story if that's actually what happened well it's a continuity of my theme i think i was very disappointed my smokes rating for the michelangelo is a one <coughs> okay so glorious no <laughs> so next up is myself folks and boy, do I have a conversation for you. Let's uh, let's take a break here. Yeah, well, we can take a break. You want to take a break? Yeah, let's uh, take a quick break. You can hear uh, some of our great sponsors. We'll be right back with everything for Barger. That's right. It's not just the destination, but baby, the whole elation riding down. 
Lovers Avenue As slow as a willow blows Or as fast as the whirlwind grows We glide beneath the stars in cobalt blue Look to the left, to the right Keep your eyes on the road, my darling Wondering if we're only passing through Open roads and open windows My hand is yours forever, sweet love Our eyes ahead on these back roads with a view All right, folks, so get ready for this, because my cigars, I think I had the best four of the cigars. <laughs> of course oh, you do. I'm just going to throw this out you, there. you picked them out yourself. So, so I, I did. I, I think did. you smoked 20 and narrowed it down to four yeah. is what he did. <laughs> Man, I can't. I, I bet I smoked eight cigars a day while we were there. Yeah. But, oh, it yeah. took me a week to recover. I, it's going to take me a week to recover from. <laughs> it was my first Vegas trip. Day. I lost weight. It was right? great. I the think I found diet. it. I found it. It's funny. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. So we didn't leave it there. We brought it with us. It's cool. So one of the things there's a, there's a couple things that I want to discuss right quick that aren't cigar related, but they are cigar related. So when you put your money into a slot machine, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know they don't take gold leaf at the at the cage. Oh, that's a damn shame. I know. All I right. just wanted one more spin. I know it. So anyway, what I wanted to talk about is rabbit air fi- fil- filtration system that I got. So they actually reached out to me before the show and sent me a rabbit air. And I've been using it lately, mm-hmm. and it's awesome. Oh, that cool. thing's magic. That thing is absolutely magic. That unit that they sent me, awesome. Thank you guys for sending it to me, and I'll have a review for you guys at some point. Huh. But it's it's definitely helped my home, because I smoke indoors, unlike most people. I smoke indoors, so it, it really helps. I can have four dudes in there and, and smoking. And, and Married 34 years. I do not smoke indoors. That's right. Mike doesn't do a lot of things. If you've met his wife, you'll realize why. How many times have you had four she dudes in there? She is the light of his life and is awesome, and I yeah. love her. Mm-hmm. No rabbit air would repair that. That's right. She would murder you. Yeah. Um, another thing is that the, the humidors that we saw, there were so many different manufacturers of humidors there. And lighters and cutters and things like that. But oh, the, you're going to talk about the pegboard booth? No, maybe, yeah. maybe. Yeah, the pegboard booth. Which oh, one? Oh, the, yeah. You so there was uh, they had this smoking room. Oh, that you those guys, guys talked about. I didn't see it. So, but I enjoyed you guys. You know, talking about it. So it had a. I don't know, just it looked like a, a bunch of leftover construction elements. You know, it was like, hey man, you got something that you're not using, and they so decided these to make guys, a humidor room out of it. So these guys, I'm just gonna, I, I don't remember the name of the company, and I apologize, but these guys were awesome. They were really cool to talk to, and really worked through me, what they were doing with me. But they basically will come to your home and build a smoking room in your home. 
Oh, it's not pre-manufactured. No, no. Uh, they, yeah, they come and set. See, they come else. and set it up, so you can get pegboard in multiple colors, in multiple <laughs> colors and locations. It's basically an updraft system that okay. comes through your floor and right. goes up and out. There's a pegboard floor and a pegboard ceiling. And it vents everything so there's no smoke in there. Hmm. What kind of costs it, we talking about here? See, I don't know. I didn't talk to him about it, but it was <laughs> about, a cool, about six grand yeah. for the small one. Wow. So it was a cool concept, but I just don't know in practicality how many people will be able to put that in their homes. I think you should try it, Michael. I think I'm down. If they want to come put one in, I'll give them all the reviews they want. So, but as long as the, as far as the humidors go, I think it's Alpha D, Alpha Dino. Is that the name of that brand? We mm. met these couple of guys named Ike and Harry. Oh, that's exact. Ike and Harry. Ike and Harry, and they were from China, and they build humidors. Oh yeah, they came to that wildfire event, dude. They came yeah, to yeah. the wildfire event that we went to. We we watched Jeremy from Wildfire's band play. Awesome, had a great time at this dive the bar. Two, the two guys from China went to a dive bar. Yeah, it was awesome because they were completely out of place. Is it a dive bar or a biker bar? No, no, no. It was a dive bar. Okay. It was like right. a half pizza joint, half dive bar. Okay. Yeah, it was. It was awesome. But anyway, so they their humidors and and. I think we're getting one, fingers crossed, but their humidors were beautiful. Beautiful. They had one that was leather wrapped. You could see the stitching. They were gorgeous. They are absolutely beautiful, and I'm hoping and fingers crossed looking forward to working with them in the future. So, as far as the, those little accoutrements go, we're going to talk about my cigars now. All right. So... Let's talk about the Germans. Oh, I like the Germans very well. So you like schnitzel? So uh, Bar- Barger and I, he actually had visited with them earlier, and I came back to them almost, I think, on the third day. And mm-hmm. Barger happened to be there at the same time. And what I found so funny was he had the exact same pitch. Exact same. <laughs> word was, for word. It was like he was on script. Man, you he know? rehearsed yeah. that in a These mirror. guys like the ring race track yeah. in Nuremberg. Do you, do you know? So... We're not going to talk about cigar. What yes. we're going to talk about is German engineering. Yes. It's all about the aroma. And we, I'm not, don't worry about the binder, filler, or wrapper. We, it's, you know. Absolutely. So oh. I want to preface this conversation on these German cigars. That Do you these, know Formula One? Yeah, these I guys. I know Formula One. You turn right, you turn left. These couple of guys <laughs> were awesome. And I really enjoyed my conversation with them. It was entertaining. But it was very entertaining <laughs> because they didn't really talk about the the build of their cigars they talked about what their cigars <laughs> felt like, like to smoke it was like you have to experience german culture yeah, you and know he in was a like, stick. this cigar is like the formula one racing do you know formula one formula and i was one? like yes, yes i know I formula do. one i'm not a nascar fan so it's cool i'd rather watch formula one than nascar i get it not but, according to that accent. Yeah, I know, right? But he he was like, "This is like uh, the smell of a, a racetrack, going with the trees and all these things going through, and you smell all these different aromas." And you know, to be honest with you, I smoked. They have a cigar that's a limited release, and it's called their number one. And they what they said was, "We are going to be releasing cigars." And we're not going to disclose a single thing. We want you to focus on the experience of the cigar. I thought that that was cool. I really enjoyed that. We because just panned it, El, El Septima for not doing that. I know, but the way that the German you're guys saying approach if it's, it. 
is the, a, the fact you do it with a German accent, yeah. you know, it's cool then. Is so that what you're the, the, the way that these German guys approach it is, is way cooler than the El Septimo booth because okay. their booth was like eight foot by eight foot. And it was just two dudes and a couple of glass shelves. Now they also had million dollar ashtrays that were the, yeah. So they had a, their ashtrays were, completely i think 3d metal printed and so like the printer just layers these these lines and it was like intersecting lines and lines and lines and lines everywhere and it was it was really cool but i would never pay that much for an ashtray this is a complete waste of time right but their <laughs> cigar million dollars right so the cigar that i smoked from them is called the number one and it's the very first release of their limited lines that's coming out once a year once they're gone, they're gone. They were. Lu- I was lucky enough to be given one, and it, it. I smoked it, and you know, I, I didn't really love it. Um, I gave it a smokes rating of a two. Yeah, I had this as well, and uh, so I was just waiting for the whole time. You know, the German was in my head. Mm-hmm. You know, it was uh, like, absolutely. On you're about halfway. What do you think of the cigar? Mm-hmm. You know, do you feel the aroma? Do you feel the swing of the Formula uh, One? Are you ready for so, a pit stop? So yeah, and I, I think that I had a similar you know reaction to it. Was just uh, it was very ho hummish and. I kept on waiting for this moment, you know, where the experience would outstrip the, you know, the quality of the cigar. And yeah. none of that jumped up. I was just like, eh, okay, yeah. you know. And, you know, I, I kept on, I had the rest of the sticks in their product line, you know, with me. And I'm like, is there something else here that I should be trying? See, I, you I know? haven't smoked the Rachenweiner yeah. or whatever it's called, yeah. but so uh, it looks good. It looks tasty. It so I'm, I'm looking forward to smoking I it. I look now, forward to the experience. I will say, and I don't know if you guys have any listeners in Germany, but Germany does have a big, massive boutique cigar market. They actually have inner tobacco there, which is like PCA for Europe. Sure. But it is crazy how the, the German culture has actually really embraced cigars more than most other that's countries awesome. in Europe. That's awesome. And there's actually cigar shops there where you can't find any Cubans and you'll just find Nicaraguans or even huh. and a lot of companies actually even make German exclusives. That's very yeah. contrary to the so, rest of the EU. Yeah. So or, I yeah, actually very, very vape and yeah. you know so, uh, you know a, a cigarette you know yeah. forward yeah. So I actually put in my notes I think that it's Dominican. Hmm. I, I I got the so when the very first light and the retro and and the very first third was very much like newer Davidoff kind of Dominican style tobacco and so I thought that that was good but man at halfway through that cigar it just turned burnt and and it would never the flavor wouldn't change from that burnt just toast in your mouth and it was just like man I really wanted this to be better. Mm, but yeah. I'm 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 not opposed to giving it another try. But so far, a rating of a two. That was a one for me, man. That thing was very <laughs> ho hum, right? Yeah. Like uh, the, the light wasn't bad, but pre, you know, post light all the way through the end, I, I just I didn't get a lot out of it. You know, you know, I, I think you know definitely enough to to possibly have a another cigar right because we've talked about that right. we are girly it, man yeah. waiting for the aroma <laughs> yeah, right. right 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 was it like a crash uh, in the yeah, no I, I felt like i was uh you know part of the pit crew waiting for the race to start <laughs> 
So my my next cigar on my list is going to be the Cavalier uh, Trace de la. I'm going to butcher the crap out of this. Trace de la delinquents. Delinquents. It's Spanish Delinqu- for delinquents, yeah, and I can't read yeah, it. It's so, the, so it's the delinquents Maduro. Yes. So three idiots. So, so a yes. lot of their a lot of their branding <laughs> in that cigar was actually like the box is comes in a box of fifty, and it's all like graffiti art. So it comes in a box of twenty. Oh well, the big box I saw there had fifty. Okay. So, so it comes in, a, but it has graffiti art. And the cool part about it is there's three different blends, mm-hmm. and each box has actually an image of one of the owners um, on it. And okay. so, um, but it's really cool. And I don't know if you do you know the price point on this. So they're about seven to eight dollars a yeah. stick, from what I understand. Yeah. yeah. So it's very approachable for for newbies or or anyone coming into a humidor, and you see that that. That art, art kind of flashy graffiti art. Grab you one of those, man. The, the Habano and a Maduro, right? Habano, Maduro, and Connecticut. So the yeah, Habano, Maduro, Connecticut, and I smoked the Maduro, and the Toro size is what I smoked. I really, really, really liked that cigar. Hmm. Like I will be buying a box of these cigars. It was that good. It tasted like. <gasps> Wasn't it influenced by Cypress Hill? I think yes. so. And, yep. And, yeah. And the, the, the backstory behind the yeah. graffiti, yep. it's got this like yep. cool kind of nineties hip hop vibe yeah. to it yeah, as well. He said he was driving down the road with his buddy and the song came on the radio and he yep. was like, there, there it is. There's a cigar yep. right there, which is an awesome story too. Cause who doesn't love old school Cypress Hill? Insane. And I saw him at Red Rocks. Ooh, I bet that was awesome. Incredible. Oh, wow. I wish I'd have been there fly on the wall for that one. So I gave that a Sips rating of three. Hopefully, we're going to do a Cavalier Takeover episode and maybe have him on one of our ch- Chats episodes, which be on the lookout for Chats episodes because those are coming in the future, folks, and we will be going in depth and finding out what makes cigar manufacturers tick. So that's exciting for me. Now, my next cigar is going to be the guess. Anyone guess? It's the timeout. Nope, nope. That's my last one. So my okay. next one is going to be oh, the, twat. the Tatuaje Tuxla 10th Anniversary. Oh, well. Ah. Now that mm. cigar. It's going to be a pain in the butt to find. Oh, it will be. Yep. But I'm going to tell you, if you can find one, buy every one of them you can find. <laughs> because it is fan-freaking-tastic. So, I gave it a sips rating of a three. Smokes nice. rating. I'll give it that. I smoked it as well. So, and... For those of you who don't know, with Tatawahe and for the last couple of years, he's started coming out with the Tuxtla series, which is essentially taking cigars that he's made in the past yep. and essentially slapping an, a uh, San Andreas wrapper on it. Yep. So every time you see one, it's going to have a San Andreas wrapper. Yep. But like last year, they came out with, I think it was the pork tenderloin. Mm-hmm. And we've had yep. the Fosto. We've yep. ha- or not Fosto. We've had the Avion. There's been a bunch of the different Tuxtlas. The Avion's tuxtulas. fantastic. So every year, there's like one Tuxtla. And yeah. most shops get a handful of them, and mm-hmm. so get or them while they're there. If you're a Saints and Sinners member, you can uh, get them early. There so, you go. So that's that's a good thing as well. Ben, did you smoke that cigar as well? Did did you smoke it, Justin? I did not. I ha- I have not smoked it. This uh, Tatuaje is also one of my fanboy brands. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I smoke everything that they come out with, and so this is one that I'm actually the uh, smoking cigars for me started as a pastime. Uh, with my dad and that's that's how we kind of bond and and you know 
uh, try to solve the the riddles of the world is on the back porch with a smoke. So yeah. I'm actually waiting for this to come out uh, so I can purchase another one, hopefully before my dad gets his hands on it right. and show up and spend some time with the old man in this smoke. Yeah, no, I, I'm just going to say, so the one that we smoked, I got a Perfecto from him, and it was five by five and three quarter inches long by 48, which is a great ring gauge for me because that's right in my wheelhouse. Um, that, but that Mexican San Andreas wrapper really just punches through, and, and he's got Nicaraguan binder and filler in that cigar, and it, it is just, like I'm saying, if you can find it, get it, folks. I did not get one. That's okay. We had a good conversation with Pete, though, while yeah, we were there. I did. And, and Pete was a great guy, and, and I'm going to try to get him. He's talked about, well, I've talked to him about getting on our chats episode as well. So we're going to hopefully get on that chats episode and have a good time with him as well. He winked at me while I was there, so that gave me the warm and fuzzies. There you go. <laughs> there you go. He's such a nice guy. He reminds me of Seth Rogen. Nice. Like, huh. he looks and sounds exactly like Seth Rogen, and I'm just like, I just want to hang out with you in a I room. I bet he loves that, too. No, <laughs> I, I hope he does. I hope he doesn't take offense to that. Sorry, Pete, if you do. But I, I think it's he's I, he's just a great person to just hang out and have a conversation yeah, with. Yeah, it was. Because he's so knowledgeable about cigars and about his passions. Um, so that leaves me with my last cigar. So should we take a timeout? No. No? No timeouts today? So... Timeout is is a brand I want to I, I want to just spotlight for this for me because it was awesome, not just because of of the cigar itself, but because of Neil. Yeah, it was really interesting how uh, the, watching you know all this play out for both Barger and I over the last month. So Neil happened to come by a uh, uh, whiskey social club that we were both a part of, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Neil happened to come and he was, you know, he had just put together these cigars. I mean, even the bands he had were like, yep, fresh. The, like the, you know, the glue was still on them, yep. you know? And uh, so it was just very interesting him, you know, sitting down and introducing these cigars to us. And we were already smoking, you know, a bunch of other things, you know, at the time and uh, actually handed us, you know, both, uh, you yeah. know, sticks from from the entire product line. And I just threw them in a bag and yep. I didn't get around to them um, until. Uh, after the PCA show, and I, and we, since we were going to talk about this, you know, I actually got to smoke the Habana, uh, the Habano. Yeah, that's that's what I had, and that's that's what I'm going to go over. But uh, it was uh, timeout was founded by Neil, and I'm sorry, buddy, but I'm going to butcher your butcher last, last name. name. I would. But, um, Yelan, I believe, and um, he had a chance meeting with Ryan Rodriguez of Ohana Nui, which is your left hander that you smoked. Yeah, yeah they shared a booth and, together, and, yeah. and they shared a booth together at PCA, and man. Ryan was really awesome to talk to, and so was Neil. They just had good energy, and there was a really small booth, and so like this was his first time at, at PCA. But but their relationship led to the development of um, the Timeout cigars, which Ryan and Neil both helped on the blending process with that. So they have he's got two lines right now, two facings, and one is a Maduro and one is a Habano, and he calls the Habano his his great white shark. And so we were, we've been talking this week. He's he's like, it's Shark Week, bro. Yeah. So that, I was that like, Shark Week cigar stand is pretty sweet. It too. is because he's got a cool little 3D printed shark head that glows in the dark and you put your cigar in it and it it's pretty cool. Hopefully he'll send me one. But anyway. Or two. I, uh, yeah, or two. Um, Five. So, so what I smoked was the um, 
the Toro version of this, which was a six and a half by 50 soft box press. Mm-hmm. Um, he has three different um, sizes of these cigars, of the, his Maduro and his Habano. So he's got a Robusto, a Toro, and a... Um, uh, it's like a Robusto. It's a smaller one. Yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I, I can't remember. Sorry, Neil. But um, So his wrapper is an Ecuadorian Habano, which... Man, that that's kind of my wheelhouse. I love that that flavor. Yeah, I love that flavor of cigar. Did you, did you get to smoke some, Justin? Yes. So what did what did what were your thoughts? Stick I had at the event. I got to smoke it with Neil. It was well done. Yeah. Good burn. Good flavor. Yeah. I think he's a cigar lover who decided, okay, I'm going to make some of these, and it and it worked out. Yeah. Yeah, I really hope to see good things in the future from him. Did any of you other guys smoke it? I did. Yeah? Yeah, really awesome uh, cigar. I, you know, this was one of the few sticks we had in our lineup from today. I was, It was just very interesting with the side-by-side comparison of other brands that were, especially in that boutique, you know, cigar association area, and that were in some similar, you know, uh, evolution of introducing their brands, you know, to the market and just, you know, watching Neil go through this and actually hearing a lot of the challenges that he was facing both through brand development, as well as, you know, construction of the cigars themselves, as well as just, you know, moving from an idea into reality, you know, at the PCA show, that was just really that seeing that up close and, and in person, that was pretty cool. I I really enjoyed watching the entrepreneurship, you know, pan, pan out, you know, right there in front of us because the cigar was fantastic. I loved the entire uh, stick itself. And I, you know, it was one of those few moments that I just, I, I was ready to stand up and applaud because so many other brands that even have been around for five plus years, even those sticks are not as good as as the stick that Neil has put out. So, uh, kudos for putting a really great you know product on the market. I really hope he doesn't get crushed you know by the marketing engine of so many other players you know in the market because this is definitely a cigar that you need to you're going to have to hunt for it you know um, a little bit. Uh, it's not going to be available in a lot of mail order retailers. You know, you're, it's going to be you know in a lot of retail shops. Well worth the hunt. Um, very affordable, bang for buck, right off the hook. For yeah, sure. no, I I think it's good, and it, it falls in that twelve thirteen dollar price point as well. Yeah, which is like, as we know, it's my wheelhouse. Maybe if they put a Freud sticker on it, it would be worth it. <laughs> <laughs> $42. Yeah, for sure. Maybe uh, if you know the Formula One, it would be very good. Yeah. I know we're not supposed to like pimp out brands, but cannot echo enough about Neil uh, and his wife was there. Like they were the Absolutely. two running their booth. Yeah. Absolutely. Right there with Ryan Rodriguez, nice. uh, riding Ohana Nui. Uh, that, that time out smoke. I mean, Incredible, man. Like you said, it, the Robusto, the Toro, and then the, the soft box press as well. Those are the three sizes. Yeah, his, his um, three-pack, you can get his three-pack with all his, his lines, and it's, it's yeah, really if, good. If you're into hunting for anything luxury, right, whether it be whiskeys or wines or cigars, like this yeah. is definitely one to put on your radar. I think he's only going to be in about 20 stores across yeah. the, the U.S., so but yeah, you, you can get them online, but they're going to be limited, so... If 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 there's one of these cigars you're gonna get from tonight, it's it. I would check that cigar out for sure. Yeah. 
So it's come to my attention that I put the wrong blend out. Um, before I get into the blend, um, I'm going to talk about, um, I'm going to give my rating for the timeout and which we're going to give it a smokes rating of a three across the board. Yes. Um, <coughs> Nate, what were you telling me? Oh, okay. Well, it's not relevant. Apparently I, I messed something up, but we'll figure it out. You think you're going to pick that stick up in the store? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. We actually went by and talked to them. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a Didn't good mean to put you on. Spot. You're gonna get no, that no, no. Shark Week no, cigar sure. holder or what? Let's- I don't know. I'd love to. Yeah. So uh, you know, just like everything in life is worth that is good. Actually, is worth discussing. Um, I does anybody have some final thoughts on the PCA? Things that could go better. Things that could go worse. Things that. Uh, how did we fare overall with our experience in the PCA? Best cigar show I've ever been to. Ooh, that's a good one. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so this was a show that I went to uh, many, many years ago. I want to say probably nine years ago was the last time I went to the show. So um, they had two shows that were in Nashville, and I went to both of those. And, um, you know, it's definitely changed, uh, you know, over time. They definitely, you know, comparing, you know, what it was and what it is now. Um, there were definitely not as many manufacturers. Um, at the PCA show, but they also changed, you know, it used to be combined for everything with, you know, ICPD, or I forgot the ICPCR. retail, retail uh, tobacco dealers association, which, so it used to have, you know, like a lot of pipes and, you know, mm-hmm. other things. And they, they had a lot of that, you know, at the PCA show itself, but it was very cigar forward. And I thought that that was, that worked well for, for us. I mean, I, I know many of us are pipe smokers as well, Yeah, but, um, we're going to do a pipes episode soon. You know, I, uh, overall, I thought it was really awesome. Um, you know, I'd like to see some, some more concentration on welcoming the media, you know, to be at the event. Um, you know, so I thought there were a lot of missed opportunities, you know, that a lot of the brands had, you know, with us. Um, you know, I, um, I just, uh, I, I think that was, my only beef, you know, at all with the PCA. Where's the beef? I thought it was very well organized. Uh, you know, I thought getting through everything in three days, I definitely, you know, got around to the entire show. I, there were a lot of surprises at the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I enjoyed um, a lot of the things that I did not know about. I loved a lot of the new products that they introduced. I thought that was a great venue for that. Um, yeah, I, th- I think uh, – Definitely, if there's a retailer that decided not to go to the show, I think you missed out. Uh, yeah, you definitely so, did. Yeah, I would encourage you to um, take a look, at least sending you know one member of your staff out to the show. I think you would end up putting at least five to ten products you know, in your shop that I think would make a big difference and put some more bank, you know, um, you know, some good revenue that maybe you're, I think you're just denying yourself by n- not going to the show itself. Well, and, and the benefit of the show through retail too is, you know, if you don't go, your consumers are going to be the one who come to you asking you about this cigar, that cigar, this cigar. And, you know, it's like, it's so awesome to be able to show people the new things versus, them coming to you begging for you to get this thing that you have no clue about. And right. so it really to stay informed in the industry on what's new from every brand, you really need to go. Yeah. I, w- I would encourage any retail shop or media personnel or someone that, that's really on the cusp of what's up and coming with cigars to just get your butt off your couch and go. When I think, for, you know, me coming from the more like consumer enjoyable standpoint of just like, 
checking out the local shop, seeing what's new, really trying to grow the breadth of knowledge that I have with cigars. Um, going to this show was really, really cool from the perspective of you get to see all, you know, a lot of the big brand names that you know, and, you know, the, the kind of top tier as, as far as presentation goes, but then getting down into the, the smaller producers, right? Some of those more boutique opportunities, yeah. some of those, you know, startup um, companies, yeah, like, you know, time out, like you, we really got to see him go through the full spectrum of emotion yeah. And see it come to life right before his eyes. Yeah, and yeah. That, that was folks that well. was something that was super endearing to me, um, and and dare I say, inspirational uh, to to see you know honestly a, a dream come to life right there, butted up next to you know these big legacy sure. brands. Sure, sure. I made a similar comment, you know, many times that I thought that was really great, you know, for literally that you could see, you know. Folks like, you know, Neil uh, with Time Out, literally just 60 feet away from Fuente, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the retailers had equal access, you know, to to all of those brands. So I thought that was definitely – it created a level playing field, you know, at least from at the show itself. Now, maybe, you know, when it came down to actually buying the brands, I mean, you're going to buy a lot of popular brands that align, you know, with your consumers, you know, in, in that particular shop. But I still think, you know – you have a great opportunity to take a look at some things that are, you don't have a rep that's going to walk in and pimp, you know, on it yeah. for, you know, every other week. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, Justin, what are your thoughts? I, I saw the past, present and future cigars in one place hmm. and yeah. it was pretty cool. And like I've, I've said um, earlier in the show, it's so cool to see the cigar business work from the perspective of just, a mirrored cigar enthusiast like myself. Sure, sure. Well, I, you know, I think all in all, we all had a really good experience at PCA this year, and I'm I'm pretty happy with how it, it all went down. Um, they did move up the timetable for next year's, which is going to be in March instead of July. So we will be attending in the March. Um, so I look forward to seeing what's going to be dropping there because a lot of the manufacturers were even talking about, hey, we're getting our cigar ready for the next one. So I'm, I'm pretty excited to see what's happening then. Um, just, you know, like I said, like I say all the time, is just stay informed about what you like about cigars. And um, just just keep in mind that this is, is ever growing. It's not shrinking. We're growing. We're getting more brands. We're getting more people. We're getting more faces. So... If you are one of those smokers that just knows what you want in the humidor and just grabs it every time and doesn't go out of your box. you're denying yourself. Out of your box. Yeah, man. Yeah. Get, get out of your box. Shove your opinions in a sack for a second and pick some brands that you don't usually smoke and figure it out because there's a lot of quality cigars that are lower, that people put in lower tiers because they don't know the brands. And, and I really think that you're doing a disservice to yourself by not experiencing those those cigars and those those other manufacturers so i think like i continue to tell people educate yourself learn what you like and don't like and and keep on smoking for sure so with that we're going to wrap up this pca episode um i would like to thank our host good old boy justin thank you thank you so much for being here good old boy benjamin thank you for being here thanks for having me good old boy nate thank you for being here yeah it's good to be here 
Good old boy, Mike. Thanks for helping me with this and being here. Yeah, thanks. And hope you'll uh, check out another exciting episode of Sip, Suds, and Smokes. I will ask you to keep on sipping. Right. Keep on smoking. <laughs> I just got a question. Am I going to be able to smoke now without somebody taking a picture of me? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> not. We'll see. What a great show. PCA was a great event. We're lucky. Awesome, man. Well, keep on smoking, folks. And thanks for joining us. And, and check out our other episodes. We do multiple things from alcohol, tobacco, and coffee. And we just have a good time doing it. Bye, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're listening to us online, do yourself a favor and tap. Just tap it in. The subscribe button. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a room. The easiest way to listen to our show is to ask Siri, Alexa, Google, Uncle Larry, or whoever it is that talks to you on your phone. Play podcast, Sip, Suds, and Smokes. We love your feedback, and you can reach us at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our tasting notes flow out on Twitter and Instagram with our handle, at Sip, Suds, and Smokes, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be able to interact with the thousands... Millions! of other fans on those social media platforms. Do us a favor. Take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. That's a big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. Come back, join us for another episode, and keep on sipping. This has been a one-tan-hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.